Hey y'all, you are listening to For Your Conscious Consideration with Nicole and Candace. This is episode two, Your Normal Was Garbage, Finding Our Place in the Revolution. We really hope that you enjoy this conversation. What I've been dealing with and what's been coming to me, because as a white woman, I'm not in the, like, I'm not leading anti-racism work, but I have right. to be aware that my I have a platform and I have people who are following me who need education and to take it off of it's like that balance of taking taking the burden off of black women trying to educate or black men educating and then like also making sure I'm not positioning myself in any way and speaking for anyone so it's like that right. that balance and what's been coming to me is like okay you have what you do have the knowledge you have is learning about emotional intelligence, learning how to face the really heavy emotions that we're all experiencing through all of this and knowing that I'm able to do this work because of my knowledge and how the body works and how, and then like all this coaching stuff of like, okay, like break this down. Right. And so like, that's what's coming to me. And like, I don't know what that means yet or how I'm supposed to act on it yet. And so like, that's how I've been feeling of like, visually I see just like this funnel of things dropping in and information and knowledge and just being like how does it all come together for me yeah I I definitely relate to that and I definitely feel like that is a very crowded spot right now of like where people are because I feel similar I'm finding how both unique and normal my situation, like my experiences as a black woman, but like obviously understanding it's more unique than of like everything's unique, but like, I really feel like I did not have to confront much of my blackness until like truly awareness until I traveled, like until I traveled in Australia. And, like, things would come up, and I always knew of it, of course. Like, as a black person, I knew of it. But it's, like, I was lucky enough to, and this is also something I've reflected on with, like, Janae's family, like, pretty much be raised by a white family my later half of my teen years because my dad was traveling Mm -hmm. so much. Like, I was, I'm a part of, like, I literally have a white family. So, and, like, a lot of my friends are white or other people of color. So there was a whole other level of, like, guilt of, like, why don't I have so many other, like, black people, like, black people around me? But there was also, like, you were talking about, I was like, okay, if I stand here now and I trust that I had my specific experience for a reason and it was going to serve me in the best way to play my unique role in this, like, how could I look at this? And I'm like, okay, I've occupied tons of white spaces. I have been one, like, some people's first, you know, introduction to Black culture. I've travel to so many other places and like just been more aware of culture and like where I fit in it and where other people fit in it and how do I I studied intercultural communication like how to bridge these gaps and so where I'm falling in is like you said like the pieces are coming together I'm like well if I think of it and it's like I had Emma my my oldest girl from Paris reached out to me with like beautiful, inspiring, like Black Lives Matter and we're in this together, like messages. And I was just like, of course, crying every fucking Emma. day. <laughs> Emma. And, but I was just like, she's a, she's 17 now. Like she's, 
a woman and she, we're having these conversations, but I was talking to my sister and she's like, you're, she's was absolutely impacted. Like her and June are so impacted by having you as an au pair. Like, just having, totally. just living with a black woman for a year and being raised by a black woman essentially for a year of their lives, mm-hmm. like that completely changed. You know, I can't say in what state, but like that could, that made an impact totally. on their view of the world. And like, and and that's the same where you know I can, I, I you know some of my friends I'm like, oh, you guys are acting like this is new, but I. I have to have compassion because for a lot of them, we grew up in a diverse, like, I just think of my high school and it's like, I had friends of all different colors. And even if some shit happened, like everybody had another friend of another, like minority or was connected. So it was like, okay, like that guy's obviously dumb. So I feel like a lot of my, I don't want to say just like Californian friends, but like the friends I think of, it's like this, Mm -hmm. I, I understand where they're like, what, how is this still happening? And it's like, well, but because in our group, it, I can say I didn't feel that as much. I didn't feel that until I moved to Texas, really, as an adult woman. And when I had to travel in the South as an adult Black woman. Like, this was four years ago. And then, you know, and then Paris is a different. And then being in Denmark, it's like a whole other level. And so, yeah, all of that to say mm-hmm. is, like, I'm trying to look at all of these experiences I have and realizing that, like, a lot of my role, which seems in my head, not enough, but I know is incredibly empowerful, like powerful, is my presence. A lot of what my role is, is being myself in spaces that don't often see people like me and, and have the chance to experience people like me. And so that's where I think in my head, I'm like, I know that to be true, but it feels like that's not enough. And I, and so I know that so many people, wherever their roles are, feel similar where they're like, that's not enough, but like I could be donating and I could be protesting and I could be using my platform and I could be doing this and I could be like, and all of that is valid. You can be doing all of that, but it's also knowing where you are best suited and also knowing that you are not best suited anywhere if you can't take care of yourself, which is impossible if you're trying to do everything at once. So yeah, I I think that's just been like, I mean, we already talked about it, but just I was like, I'm expecting less of myself this month. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just going day by day and trying to find like the new ways of making myself feel good or finding courage or whatever it is I need, just like opening myself up to new ways to doing it and stretching. In, in whatever way it requires it. So, yeah. I feel like this is a perfect moment for an introduction. <laughs> like, <laughs> so hi, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Me. Thank you for that introduction for this you beautiful episode. Didn't even mean to, but I was like, wow, that, that's just, thank you. Cause that is exactly like, I feel like we were talking about this on our Marco Polo of the intensity of the complexity, not intensity, also intense, but like the complexity of the emotions we're all experiencing right now and how you're saying, yeah. no matter what we're doing, we're feeling like it's not enough, but we're also having that like delicate balance of like, okay, where, where is also the line of like making sure we're taking care of ourselves and like mm-hmm. making sure that this is like a sustainable movement. 
and one thing that I was actually thinking of earlier is like parsing through and like figuring out my own reaction to some of the messaging in the spiritual community right now. Mm. And it's not just with like coaches or kind of people. It's it's being a part of esoteric studies and modalities and connection. It's like, oh, the guides, my angels, arch- I'm got you. I'm with you. I'm doing it. I am I'm there. So I'm on that. I know that vocabulary. I'm on that train in that way. But even knowing my like highest self is up there and we are all divine beings. I'm like, this divine being is in a black body on earth right now. Mm-hmm. And so I feel this and, and I'm saying this honestly and candidly and transparently knowing that I don't want anybody to feel shamed into doing anything. Like I don't want anybody to feel shamed. I want fucking justice for people. I want people's souls to uh, come forward and, and be able to like rectify like themselves with that. Like, I don't want anybody to feel shamed about stuff. So I'm not saying anybody's possession is wrong, whatever. I'm just observing my like actual experience and, and reaction to it, which was some people, I feel like almost we could say spiritual bypassing in the way of like, love is going to find this thing we have to radiate, we have to stabilize the frequencies of this earth, all things I can agree with. Mm. But I'm also like, is there any type of action that's happening after that? Like appreciating your prayers and your magic and your Reiki. And I'm appreciating so much, honestly, like in the other realm. And you sent me some amazing um, pieces, which we can reference to or talk about, like as far as like doing this work as above is so below and like this work, these shifts that are happening are happening in other realms and dimensions and, and we'll get into it. We're going full esoteric on this episode, but like, I truly believe that. But in this dimension, in this reality, Mm -hmm. you have a human body and form. So what you doing with it? And so I think that was like just a feeling that came up for me was like, if I put a specific, like, frame around it, you know, me going through Instagram, which again, I've been on social media now more in the past week than I have in five months. So that's been something for my health, but also just for the time. But like seeing a post of like, basically in the situation saying, you know, we need to look about above, you know, hate and everybody's looking for love. And at the root of all of these, you know, horrible actions is a cry out for love and hope and attention and we need to hold our highest light at this time and give our, our energy and prayers to, to the powers that be type of thing. Like this is essentially, you know, a description of some of these right. things that I'm seeing. And I'm like, yes, I agree. I'm not saying no, but I'm also saying you typed that. And then what did you do? Mm-hmm. Where did you spend your money? What did you say to your kid? Who do you have around you? how are you talking to people that look like you and people that don't look like you? Like you're still a person. We are, Mm -hmm. I I know people are teleporting. People are going everywhere. Meditation channeling, sweetie, I believe it. But when you are on this earth, this human body, what is that human body doing? Mm -hmm. Are you voting? Where are you putting your money? Like, so 
that's just been a reaction for me. I, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. I have an answer. I just, I just want to offer that because I know I can say I felt a little bit like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> like with, with some people, I, I would say yeah. friends, like closer friends where I'm like, yeah, but like, you want to put a black lives matter? Like, or, or just something. I mean, I'm yeah something. And as, um, and I know I'm being very, I'm, I'm holding as much fucking light as I can at this point, y'all. And I feel like the black community, as much as people aren't saying, like, we're holding a lot of fucking light because as uh, my sister reminded me, I forgot. I think she was saying like someone on Twitter posted like, y'all should be happy that we're just seeking like justice, not fucking revenge. At this seriously. point, like, no, see, I saw that to get in that and it's just like we just want this and I'm really trying to I'm not I'm really asking we are I feel like we are but me I know I am really being way too soft on some people and I shouldn't Mm. and that's gonna stop really fucking soon but I'm saying for this time right now just think about it just think Mm. about how to and I'm doing the same how I can bridge that gap of like yes being one, being aligned, feeling in myself and, and feeling all of who we are and radiating love and holding my light. But also as I walk outside with the skin that I have, I have to confront these things. So what are you doing to, to hold that light in action on this earth? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Question. I absolutely agree with that where it's like, especially the past few days. And we, I know that we're in the same community with a lot of the same spiritual people and this seeing those messages of raising the vibration and that being the focus it's to me. And again, like you were saying, you don't, you don't want to shame anyone into doing anything, but we also have to realize, especially the white community that shame is an emotion that's going to come up over and over and over and over again Mm. in this entire experience and we need to feel so get it. used we to it, bitch. Feel it. Get used to it. It's yeah. not like an excuse. It's not something to complain about. It's not something to use your time talking about with in conversations that need to be heard. It's going to come up. You're going to have to face it. Same thing with guilt. Like those are emotions. Face them and keep going. And so it doesn't matter if you want to be shamed. Shame and guilt are coming up for you. Mm-hmm. And so in these moments, it's like it's it's almost like to me feels like another like all lives matter kind of spin on things it's like okay absolutely yes, light and yes. love but that's not what we're focusing on you keep like if you are truly love and light you're gonna keep that in every fucking step of the way like you don't have to keep talking about it keep that right. energy keep that presence but focus on what really needs to be focused on right now and like keep leaning into the uncomfortability yes raise your vibration but like you're saying what are the actions that you are taking what are the things that you have put off for so long that you feel guilt and shame about that you know now is time to actually lean into them and do them. Like like you were saying, like you don't get a choice to whether or not you're gonna face this. We we have to make the choice now as white community and non-black people and even people like people of color. It's like all of these groups, we have to start like especially fucking like white people. This is my fucking outcry for you, mm-hmm. is like take the actions, like start 
doing the things that make you uncomfortable, be tired, get tired. There's yeah. so much more to do. Like, yes, meditate. Yes. Align yourself. But then like you, the point of doing that is so that we can make the changes that actually need to happen. Leaning into the government and keep questioning everything you do. That's what I keep saying to anyone who's listening to me is just keep questioning everything thing that you do how can you just question every single thing that you do and break it down and it's exhausting that's that's intense self-coaching and self like reflection and as people that have almost for I was gonna say I was gonna say almost made a career out of it like no that's actually a career in so many ways but like (laughs) as people who have like like dove into this I understand that work is fucking exhausting and it's not easy but I sleep at night knowing I am at least trying to be better so that's Mm -hmm. where it's like and and so many people have said already it's like yeah you're gonna fuck up you're gonna say the wrong thing but the best part about being able to sit with yourself and this just comes with fucking confidence as a person so when you can sit with yourself And again, another, I feel like I'm just now referencing memes that are on, but it's like when you can sit with yourself and just be open to having your mind fucking change and know that you can change your mind. And that means nothing about your character or about like making you wishy-washy. It's like, you're evolving, you're learning. And when you can say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And now I feel so much better because I know better, even if that's Mm -hmm. embarrassing or whatever, like, oh my gosh, but like thank you. I'm listening. I can know, but that's all y'all have to do. It's like, once you actually realize all you have to do is just be able to stand behind your mistake and say, I'm trying and I'm going to do better and and, and mean it. Mm -hmm. You're off the fucking hook for the most part. I feel like, you know, so do that. Let's and learn because again, like we are in this together and I wanted to also make a point to say, and you mentioned earlier, I forget if we were um, recording before this, but you mentioned earlier, just like that people are doing the work that they're, that you are, you were saying like, you might not be on the front lines of like this, but like there's other people doing the work. And, and basically if I butchered that, what I'm saying is like, as a black person, I am now doing other work, <laughs> like other deeper work. And this comes from what one one bit to say is not every black person is equipped i will say to give any other white person a lecture about the racial justice and full system and oppression like all of the stuff that is now coming out not not the average black is going to know all of that you know why because most of us are just trying to fucking survive in it and other like people dedicate their life to studying this which the heart and the fucking gut and soul you must have to study all of the ways that you are oppressed. Like it's, I, I, I couldn't. And so also it's, that's a study and it should be respected. And there are people that are educated and spent their life dedicating to, the, to these practices and to these lessons. Like, yes, listen to them. Yes. Fucking support them. What I am an expert in is my fucking experience. I am an expert in my specific experience. But unfortunately, I'm learning and for, you know, my half of my experience is white people's history. And I think that's another thing that people can think of, like white people and a lot of a lot of people of color, like in history, like we learned about black history maybe once a month, maybe when I was in like seventh or eighth grade and we watched Ruth and then everybody was staring at me like I like I had to have a special commentary about the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like 
a lot of people of color had to do this, like, or are continuously doing this self-study of their own culture and their heritage and their history, where it's like, I'm literally learning Black history from drunk history, some episodes sometimes, where I'm like, that's right. a damn. And I have, I have shame and I have guilt about that. But then I have to, again, forgive myself to say, you know what? I've been studying a whole other people's history. That's what, that's what my schooling was brought up on. Totally. And so unless you are committed and studying at like higher levels and doing self-study, there is a lot of, I know people of color and, and black people's like experience in our history that either we don't know, hasn't been covered, or sometimes it's just too fucking painful to get into. Mm. And like, this is an example where like Oscar watched 13th one time. He's like, you should watch it. And I was like, I've lived it. I'm fine. Like I got it. And he, Mm. and he was like, you should watch it so good. And I was like, no, I know what it's about. I I know the whole, I just, if I personally am going to watch it, sit down and watch a movie, like that's not the one I'm going to choose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have shame and guilt about that. And sometimes I say the candidate of self fucking love, like, but mm-hmm. so this is where I'm again finding a balance is like we're all learning in, in a different way. We're different things. Mm-hmm. We're all dealing with the shame that comes up where I have shame about times that I let people walk over me or I let injustice happen to me and I didn't speak up or I mm-hmm. let myself hang on to friends who I knew were not in my best interest and, and didn't really honor me the way I honored them. Like I have a lot of shame and guilt that's coming up about that shit right now too. So mm-hmm. again, it's uncomfortable is it going to make me stop doing this? No, it's like, yikes, it fucking hurts. It's like getting through the thorns. But each time I get through more of the thorns, I see more roses. And I'm like, all right, we're going to keep going then. Like, mm. fuck it. There's more beauty and there's more clarity. There's more alignment. There's more pride that comes from just knowing that you're in the, as Brene Brown would say, in the fucking arena doing it. And I love that metaphor where, and everybody like, and Brene Brown, I also, I've seen people suggest, I feel like palatable and a very great entry into this work for yeah. white people, people of color, like black people, like just to hear mm-hmm. a white woman who's had this experience and been with these groups and also setting shame and vulnerability. It's like, I think it's really, really incredible work that she's done, but she talks about, she's Absolutely. like, when you're in the arena and you're getting knocked out and you're spit, like you're spitting your face on the floor. she's like, you're seeing all the other people that are down there with you and you're not listening to the people outside of the arena fucking boo net you're like bitch your opinion does not matter unless you were in this fucking arena with me so we might all be getting kicked around and that hurts that hurts but at the end of the day we're doing the fucking work together so you can be outside of the arena in which case i genuinely have no time or energy for you like i'm letting people go I'm not worried if you are silent right now that is your own thing that you have to rectify with your soul at this point Absolutely. you had a week you had a week so in my sense you had a week so right if nothing's been heard if you're doing your own thing beautiful love it am I going am I going to hold you in love and light oh absolutely sweetie am I going to spend my energy and time on you a month later when all of a sudden you want like an interview from me or something probably not mm. so mm-hmm namaste to everybody it's just like can you it's honestly just like can you sleep with yourself at night I don't have to judge. No, seriously I don't have the energy to judge you and that's why I think so many of these the means of like have you ever wondered what you would do during the holocaust the civil rights like the war like you're doing it now what are you doing right what are you doing right now 
and mm-hmm. also just like <laughs> and the funny the funny meme is what was it I think there was one today where it was like people are it was like people's children are really going to ask them what they were doing during like the great black lives matter protest and they're going to have to say that their response was slower than hello kitties <laughs> and it was just like the post of hello kitty being like black lives stay strong <laughs> and it's just like those things where it's like yeah like how embarrassing yeah. is that going to be after when you're like oh no we didn't do like when your kids mm-hmm. are studying about this history and you're like, oh yeah, I, I actually went on vacation. I just had to get away from it. And then we were like, how embarrassing. So like, if you can live with that, if you can sleep with that and, and it's cool, but yeah, I think your soul is going to, your soul is going to get to you at one point. <laughs> yeah. It's- or karma, <laughs> whoever comes first, they're knocking, they're playing hide and seek. They're like, you got it, Tag? There. You're it? She's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. I think that this is so fucking perfect. Again, did that make sense? The new catchphrase. <laughs> these, are just my, these are just my ramblings. I think, they, I think these are they've perfect, come sporadically. Though. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's just sporadic. And so it's just like one, lo- one thing leads to another. And I'm like, yes, this is connected and this. And that's why I feel like this. And that's why that's why I felt so triggered by this comment and this is why. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think it's just observing and really being able to sit with yourself more than anything or anybody. Like I, I, again, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of information. There's a lot of stuff, but this is where my love and life comes in. My balance is trusting and, and optimistically hoping that again, this is going to continue. This is going to not just be a trending thing that people are truly as appalled and passionate and ready to fucking make a change. And I hope that everybody in their own unique way just starts to commit to feeling better and being a better person, whatever that means to them but really like what does that mean to them because I think if everybody really got to it we would get to the same answer Mm. and there's a lot of late track again there's a lot of layers on top of some people's hearts and some people's souls that like will have them forget that we will get to that level together but I truly trust Mm. that people can get to that part of themselves in their own unique way and we can, and we'll find that place where yes, love is all and love is here, but there's a lot of action that needs to be done mm-hmm. and needs to be experienced and needs to be, and emotions that need to be felt and a lot of preparation for us to get ourselves to that point and for us to guide and help and lead and foster and empower others to get to that point as well. Yeah. So Again, my Sagittarius temperance is saying light, but that light comes from fucking fire sometimes, quite literally. So, mm. exactly. <laughs> I do have some astrology around what's going on right oh, now girl. that I could share, which is really, it's really cool. I've seen a um, few, so but lay it down. Lay it down. Yeah, so there's that meme that's been going around that was like a tweet and it was like three different planets are in signs where previous really big historical happenings have happened. 
And so two of them were correct. The third one that was posted is not right. So it says Saturn in Aquarius, which Saturn is in Aquarius, Jupiter in Capricorn, Jupiter is in Capricorn. And then it said Neptune in Pisces during something. And Neptune is in Pisces, but it said Neptune in Pisces was during the Roman, uh, the fall of the Roman Empire, but that's not true. Yeah. Neptune was in Libra during the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, okay, Pisces, why are so, you crazy to yourself? Just like, saying. give Libra, Libra's lives matter. <laughs> right? Oh my God. No. Um, yeah. We can't even start. Hashtag. I'm not even I can't. As a joke, it's a joke, you guys. It's a it's joke. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that I researched this before I started just going along with all of it. So Neptune is currently in Pisces, yeah. and the Saturn Aquarius is right now. And so Saturn, these three planets, Saturn, Pluto, and Neptune, they are all significant because they take so long to ro- like go through their signs. So like a Saturn return, right. our first Saturn, Saturn takes like 30 years to go through a sign. Pluto takes like 244 years. I'm in my Saturn return, by the way. That's exciting. I guess it started in January, I think. Yeah, like the next decade, we're going to be dealing with the themes that are really ignited right now. So the civil rights movement is here to stay. And so like, that's what is really cool about this astrology. And I like to preface astrology when I talk about it, not as an excuse of what's going on, not as like the purpose why things are happening but it is a really cool blueprint and roadmap to determining the most efficient and beneficial times to you like to take specific actions and do certain things. Right. So that is one of my favorite tools for astrology. So like learning about historical astronomy, <laughs> astrology. So Saturn in Aquarius that we current, we just moved into, into Saturn Aquarius in March. And the last time Saturn was in Aquarius was during the Rodney King riots in LA. Right. And so that was a massive, massive movement for anyone who doesn't know the history on that really briefly. It was, it began on April 29th, 1992 after four police officers who were involved in the violent beating of Rodney King were acquitted and were found not guilty by a court. And so the riots broke out over uh, like just complete injustice. They were over it. And so that was, that uproar happened and really sparked like a lot of other movements that came from there. And Saturn, so astrology related, Saturn is the planet of responsibility and discipline. So when we go through our Saturn return, it's like we learn true, like true responsibility of ourselves and our authority and who we, who's like, it, it brings into light authority and those who like are in charge and within mm-hmm. and without. So mm-hmm. with it in the sign of Aquarius, Aquarius is the sign of like collective humanity and so when Saturn goes into the sign of Aquarius, there is a lot of focus on authority and how it affects the humanity and authority within and without, like how this is all happening. So it's just really interesting to see that we are back kind of full mm-hmm. circle again here in a different light. And then other two similarities as well, which I thought were really cool. I was looking at like the astrology of when the Rodney King riot started, Jupiter was in retrograde it was in a different sign but it was retrograde Jupiter right now is retrograde and Mm -hmm. Pluto were retrograde 
So both of those planets were retrograde. They were both in different signs, but Pluto, Pluto and Jupiter right now are both in Capricorn. So Capricorn, like this is a lot of stuff, but like, it just, I just want to put it yeah. all together because I feel like it's all connected. Pluto and Jupiter are currently in the sign of Capricorn. And so Capricorn being the sign of structures and systems and things that keep, yeah, everything's in order yeah. and very like goal oriented. And so <clears throat> Pluto being in Capricorn, the last time Pluto was in Capricorn, like I said, it takes a very long time for Pluto to go through the signs. So a Pluto return, which just means like back into the same sign. The last time it was in Capricorn was when the American Revolution started during the Battle of Lexington and Concord, like the official start of the American Revolution. So it it's pretty it's pretty cool. This is really cool to like know that that I mean like there is a revolution starting, like the word revolution mm -hmm. is being used and it's like it feels oh, like there's yeah. real momentum behind this. And I was looking at the astrology of the American Revolution. And so Pluto is in Capricorn basically for so like the American Revolution went on for six years. It started in 1775 and the British surrendered in 1781. So for six years, um, it went on and Pluto was in Capricorn for the majority of that time. And then the British, once when the British finally surrendered six years later, Pluto moved, was finally in the sign of Aquarius. So like kind of a flip-flop, flip-flop. Saturn will go into yeah. Aquarius next. And, uh, or Saturn's in Aquarius and then Pluto is in Capricorn. But once it goes into Aquarius is like, when humanity will come into perspective with Pluto. And so Pluto being the planet of death and rebirth and transformation mm -hmm. and like revealing of the secrets that have been hidden. Like Pluto is the God of the underworld. And so with Pluto and Capricorn, there is a focus on like the destruction and creating space for new, like new systems, clearing out all of these outdated systems that no longer work. And I feel like the timeline because knowing that for us Capricorn will go into Aquarius uh, Capricorn Pluto will go into Aquarius in 2023 so we have mm. three years of like serious destruction mode of going through all that's not working and that's where it's important to be like we have to sustain this movement it is not a fucking mm -hmm. trend it is like it's like we have a timeline before us and to me, astrological influences that are helping along the way of dig in and like take the actions. And in 2023 yeah. is probably when we will actually see those in play and like working and kind of imbalance, like actual movement. So, mm -hmm. and then the last one, which I'll mention quickly. So it said Neptune was in Pisces during the Roman, fall of the Roman Empire. Neptune was in Pisces during the start of the American Civil War as well. So like, again, the mm. Civil War revolution, like, I just think it's really cool. And also to like, just put this out there, astrology is so deep and complex. Like the deeper you go into like an analysis of all of this, you could find more support and more evidence or less evidence too. So I say that with being, yeah. like, I'm only scratching the surface here and just looking at overall patterns, but it is really interesting. It is super interesting. I remember looking at, I forgot, I think there was just before this, but there was a post just talking about significant movements and transits and different revolutions or movements um, that came during those times. And I remember just thinking that was, yeah, really cool just to see those patterns and just notice the energies and what those energies 
can be the catalyst for or support, you could say. That is super interesting. Thanks for that astrological report. The fiery world that we're in right now. It, it does feel like nice to feel like there's some outside support. I will, speaking of outside support, I guess, so this past week, I went to the Black Lives Matter protests in Aarhus in Denmark, which was like, it was on Thursday. I literally saw it like a few hours earlier. And it was like Black Lives Matter in Aarhus, like today, something by the, in, in, in town. I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know they were, okay, they're doing it. Like, okay. I, we saw that there was one in Copenhagen. We're like, oh, shit. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, ah, I've just been, again, up and down all around. And I was like, is it going to be too much? And I was already like, literally had cried four times. But I was like, no, I, I feel like I, sh- I feel like I can go. I feel like we should go. And so me and Oscar headed down and we headed down. We were there like pretty much right when it was supposed to start full packed. People were in the streets. Like I can't even explain to you like the kind of street corner that was on, but we were rolling up and Oscar was like, I've never seen this many people at, a, at any of the demonstrations they have here. And so we went and it took me about two seconds to start crying again because it was overwhelming of seeing black people and white people majority white people you know it's Denmark Mm. let's be real right but so many that were chanting George Floyd's name and no justice no peace in these signs and my favorite sign being one of the the Danish women just saying like America comma Denmark's watching you (laughs) I died laughing but I was like, oh, she does. I was like, she does not. And there was also like a Karen, no, Karen's right. against like social injustice sign. I was like, Danish Karen's against. I was like, yes, amazing. So, but yeah, there was just, it was so beautiful and overwhelming in the best way. And we marched through the whole streets of our beautiful little town. And it was just, it felt like such a powerful, like, I honestly felt like Simba being lifted up. Like it, I don't know why that image came to my head, but it felt like such a hug, but also these people and this community and this home that I've not been all the way settled in fully. And it felt like for some reason that was like one of the clicks that made me feel like, oh shit, not only are these people aware and they see me, but they see me and they want to support me and they want to help me. And they're willing to help themselves. Like they were like talking about the policies in America, but also being like, Denmark, we ain't scotch free. Like we got to look at this and these people and these people and our immigrants that are coming in. And like, how are we treating all of the Brown people? And like, what are the, so all that to say is being a person living in a nation outside of the States during this time. And I've shared this with my friends who are doing the work, black, white, all colors doing the work on the ground it is being seen by people you will never know, you will never meet. And it is igniting such incredible earth shattering change to these communities that you would have never known. And that's this beautiful power of the internet that like for good and for bad, the horrifying videos and the inspiring videos are circulating around right now. And I, yeah, just knowing that there's support out there for, for other people of color, for, for black people all around this earth and for America, like, I feel like the Danes, as much as they're like, America's fucking crazy. Like now they're like, Oh, okay. They really need fucking saving. All right. Well, our, you know, like our tiny ass, like, don't, don't get it twisted. We will scream about it. Denmark's like, what are you fucking doing anymore? No, stop. Like, right. So 
the, the tones change. It used to be like, oh, America, you guys and your guns. Now it's like, no, you guys are in fucking timeout. Like, I, we got we got to do stuff, but like, we're supporting you, even if they know. For the most part of the Danes I've talked to, they're like, we don't know. We can understand, but we know that it's not fucking right. So we're standing with you. And I think that's a beautiful, powerful message to have as an ally of any kind is to be like, I'm not even trying to understand. I'm actually, let's be honest, grateful that I don't have to like understand. But what I do know is that it's fucked up and I'm here to support you in making it better. Like, yes, that's all. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to offer that just to say, keep going. There's people watching the, the things that you're doing in your city are being experienced and able to be experienced by people all over this earth. And it's insane and it's beautiful. And so, yeah, just, just know that. And, and I'm so proud of my city. Oh, who's like, you guys did it. You guys really did it. And, and shout out to the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement in Denmark, because they're going to like all the cities around. It's not just Copenhagen. It's not just all who's, there's like these small little cities. I was telling you that they're like, please, can you come here? Like we want to march with you. Like, Yes, it's, it's woo Denmark, I say. Yes. Yeah, I think something I was talking about with another friend of mine is, so like, like you're saying, like this is reaching across so many platforms and people and so many people are seeing this and it's the largest civil rights movement to ever hit this planet. There, There are protests in all 50 states have showed up and 18 plus countries have showed up and that's not even counting like the cities and the towns and Mm -hmm. how many people were there and I was saying this to you earlier like I tried to do some research they are not reporting the numbers correctly which like we all know great that was expected unfortunately expected however we know we're smart enough to know that if that many protests are happening this is the largest fucking civil rights movement in the country Mm -hmm. and it's definitely to do with the fact that we have social media we have this ability to get information so the truth of information like this is what I was saying Mm -hmm. is that we the like we the people have taken back the systems and structures that they put in place so like we took social media and you can't silence our voices on social media because it's not like even google people can pay to put their searches at the top of google and Instagram, you can pay to put your sponsored ads, but we can see that it's sponsored. And so like, there's different, I feel like social media is like this guerrilla warfare platform that we, the people have taken advantage of to fully show clip, like full show, show full video, like, and like all of these things that just getting the information. And another thing too, is like the way the brain works in advertising is like, somebody has to see something. so many times like three to six times I think before they even start to care about what it is they're seeing right so like we're using those tactics and that is a real like these are good things to keep in mind like keep going keep saying the same thing over and over and over again because more people are listening it's getting to more people and like there's something different different about the energy right now and like we have to take advantage of it and use those tactics use the system that was put in place to and use it against them like how does how does advertisement work like keep fucking saying it over and over again and so yeah it's just like that it's reaching so many more people so many more people and also I love it I of 
course, the like the the pettiness that I keep just to keep that little edge for me. It's receipts, sweetie. There are receipts now in 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 the most grand ways of the full video of like full videos of murders and arrests and 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 in like happening. And there's also receipts now of all these people saying we stand in solidarity. We're here. We're committed. Okay, in a month, remember you said that because people are going to be knocking at your door saying, so what about your diversity team? And what about that donation you said you were going to make? And what about this? Because, sweetie, we have the receipt. So that's also kind of the best way to really, and that's what I I love, like I'm not even on Twitter, but that's what I love about Twitter as an observer is like people like, hey, remember when? (laughs) Hey, by the way, remember at, hey, remember that? And like, that's Mm -hmm. already kind of been happening, but I feel like especially now, and especially people are already top of mind, like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't just like, a little fun week movement. No, 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 guys. This is happening for life. So remember when? Poke, poke, tag, tag, mention, mention, mm-hmm. like, like. So yes. I'm like, that's where I, I think a lot of people, of course, and I feel like it's, I don't want to say especially, but like, I know Black people right now, we're like, this is amazing that everybody is so angry. <laughs> like, well, not like amazing, but like, this is great satisfying that people are just as heartbroken Mm. about these things as we have been and we are this is okay and there's a big fear at least for me that it's like is this just another fad is this just another Mm. oh we're going to be upset about it for a little bit because this has happened so many fucking times before and I I know that it's part of my Mm. exhaustion it's like What's going to make this part different? What's going to make it different? But that voice, I have to say, you know what? This time is different. These people are different. We are all different from moment to moment. This, like, this whole case is different. It's, we have to trust it's going to be different and that it can be. And so I have to trust, like, I'm, like, I'm in it and I'm acting as such that's, like, yeah, this, there's no normal, by the way. There's no like normal that anybody really can go back to. Even if you thought quarantine after you were going to get back is going to be normal. Sorry. Sorry, sweetie, to say it. It's interrupted. There's no normal that's going back to regardless. And, and despite if you think that's what you want to go back to, sorry, hon, probably not. And uh, you're going to get over it. So it's now time to look at the future of what you want your new to be. And not even new normal. Just what do you want your life to be? How do you want to live? How do you want to live each day being better? Because I, again, Sagittarius, you tell them all about that. I don't get a whole normal thing. I, I've never, I've never subscribed to normal. Mm-hmm. Even when I was trying all in my life to be normal, I realized, again, pro- mostly because of my blackness, I was never going to seem normal in the in the aspects that I was in. I was never a normal black person because I, I either wasn't black enough to whitewash. I wasn't normal because I straightened my hair. I wasn't nor- So I had to get over that normal shit really early, I feel like. Mm. But when people are like, I just want to get back to normal, I'm like, what? Even with quarantine, I was just like, you can't. I, I, I just, I, under, I didn't understand it because I was like, you know, that's, that's impossible. Like in the realm, realm of physics and right. I was like, you know, that's impossible. Like you can't go, nothing's ever going to be the same, Very especially something that's fucking big. And now with this move, it's like, sweetie, there's no normal that you're going back to. And the normal is garbage. So 
like letting you the in. Sooner you realize that. Letting you in, like, come here, come here. You're normal with garbage. That's a shout out. I'm going to, that's a shout out to Alaska Thunderfuck, one of the Supreme Drag Queens. <laughs> She's like, your makeup is terrible. Um, <laughs> but that's my new one is going to be, maybe that should be this episode is your normal is garbage. Uh, it's a little pointed, but. True. I think it's. Uh, anyway, that's, so that's how I feel about um, the new normal. People talking about the new normal or yeah. the normal in general. Exactly. Exactly. What are we committing to? I know my personal commitment is to make sure that I do what it takes to make sure it's not a trend. Like, not even just for me. I know that that's something I'm committed to, but like making sure I'm putting that in the face of everyone else that's around me, that it's it doesn't die off in a week or a month or a year or two years. Going forward, there is that like deep set rooted commitment that I'm committing to. I love that. That was beautiful. I love that. For me, I'm committing to <laughs> I was like, can I make this easy? I was like being black and beautiful. I mean, I in in general, if I had to summarize it, I'm this is a new step. I've got, I was saying I've gone through different levels and layers of, of defining myself and, and defining yet and also experiencing, not even just needing to define, but just experiencing my blackness. And I definitely feel like this experience for myself and a lot of other black people is another way of us being seen in all other ways, in all other being supported, being highlighted being and and highlighted for good and bad in some ways still and so all I really want to commit to for myself is every day dedicating myself to being my most authentic self and also investigating my authentic blackness and really getting to the root of that because there's a lot of unlearning I have to do as a black American and there's a lot of, you know, relearning and just fresh learning that I want to do as a Black American abroad. And so, yeah, I'm really just committing to finding the fullest expression of myself and my Blackness and radiating that in every space that I find myself in. Oh, these ladies. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. But... I'm happy that we're opening up this conversation and strap in viewers, listeners, <laughs> like this is, you were saying, yeah, this is the, this just changed into a different the topic on the table. <laughs> exactly. The topic on the table. <laughs> what? Am I just old? Did I not hear that? The topic on the table. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We were just, me and Nicole were talking, we're like, well, this just quickly turned into a new podcast. <laughs> like, Yep. Because yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a fun... exactly what we needed. It's exactly what we needed. So yeah, we're, we're still again, navigating what this is all going to be. But of course, like me and Nicole have said in so many words, we are committed to having these conversations about race, about allyship, about black experience, about cultural experience, but also knowing that it's still going to be supported and mixed in with 
our interests with science for Nicole and astrology and with culture and true crime for me. <laughs> and there's a lot of overlap and drag queens. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be everywhere. There's going to be some Sims in here. There's going to be some social justice. It's going to be everywhere. You guys, I mean, let's be honest though. The EA had a statement and they came correct real quick. And I said, I've been behind the right horse this whole time with the Sims community. <laughs> they already had some Black Lives Matter, like custom content for my Sims to be wearing. I said, yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Good way. And I will say, well, I already told you, but this just to be on, I literally like, if this is not the most me thing and also like the most encouraging thing is that I stayed up till like 4 a.m. Watching with some of my friends through Zoom, but also watching one of my favorite drag queens, Trixie Mattel, playing The Sims, but playing a RuPaul's Drag Race version in The Sims, raising money for Color of Change. And I think in that like few hours that she was on, she raised over $15,000. Wow. My queens are showing up. They're like, it's Black Pride Month. They're like, white gay, like white queer, white LGBT, like we get it next year. But this year, Black Trans Mm -hmm. Lives Matter, Black queer, like we're going for it. And I said, thank you. We're in there. So that's, I think, another way is, like, support in whatever way you can. Do your service. It's not saying don't do your service. Do your service. Maybe donate the proceeds to another. If you don't know what to do, open up mm-hmm. your wallet. Use your money. Use your voice. Use your platform. It can be as simple as just one statement at the beginning of your videos, saying a commitment, letting your audience know mm-hmm. that you're with them. Right. Because there's black people Very everywhere. Sad. We're everywhere. We like a lot of things. So letting your audience know it's safe to be in that fucking space that you built. Mm-hmm. There's little things you guys can do. Absolutely. So I'm just saying thank you for the Sims community. Thank you for the Simmers and the people that were streaming over this week and raised a shit ton of money. I think that's amazing. And I loved it. And yeah, I'm in it. Yes. Yes. I think I wanted to share this too. Like, I guess like a more specific commitment for me is I know what right now, what I need to do is, center and take in and listen to black voices and points of views and experiences and like on every platform of everything like that is what I've been doing is especially on social media like filling my feed with that and like just making sure like that that is the focus for what I need to do right now and sharing that as well like on my own feed but like for me personally I'm like that is what I need is point of views and voices I'm listening to. Love that. Fill your feed. Change. That's the thing. Simple. Fill your feed up. Just have it be a nor- like a, a normalized, but you know, a thing like there's, there's so many yeah. ways. And, and Nicole, you definitely at I am Neptune, Nicole has been putting out some incredible content and resources and so many people that you've been following and highlighting. And so yes to that. I've been putting out my own reflections and pieces that usually make me laugh that like the black joy posts I have just been trolling those because they have been my saving grace and also if you guys just want like it's true there's nobody that laughs like us <laughs> there's like one view was like nobody laughs like black people we use our whole fucking bodies and I was like if that ain't true that's so, <laughs> that's so good but I also think that's important like black just put black joy like it's it's mm-hmm. just beautiful try it out just explore like we're all in this together. We're all, we're all committing to do more. So those who are stepping in, like, again, everybody's playing their role, but just know you're not alone. Know it's going to be uncomfortable. Know that we're all going to be uncomfortable, but like, 
knowing that we can grow from it. And again, if you're in the arena, at least you're in the fucking arena with us and you can know you can sleep at night and you can die knowing that you were in the fucking arena. Yes. So in all seriousness, thank you everybody for listening. We are super excited to be on this ride. And even though it feels really scary and like something, I don't know if we are really, we were sure we were ready for. I'm super excited to be continuing doing this, especially with Nicole. I feel um, super held in this and yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have anything to share or have ideas or questions or things, reach out to us. It's all, it's all on the page that you guys are probably on, but yeah, we exactly hope everybody is staying safe, staying healthy, staying open and staying yeah. learning. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Candace. And I'm excited for our next conversation. Like we said, we're, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun and serious and good all around. So we'll see. If you guys have ideas, Absolutely. let us know. But we'll leave you with that. And yes, we'll see you next time. Yes. Bye, guys. <laughs>